0: I have the best place for mini uh, taquito tacos or whatever you want to call them. Do you Jack have the best place? Jack I have the, the best place. The best place.
1: What? Did you say Jack in a Box? Yeah, I did. That's awful. Huh?
0: For mini tacos? Yeah. No.
1: I like their two for dollar tacos, though. Isn't yeah. The same thing. No, they have like mini tacos too that are like they come in a box.
2: Oh, a, yeah, a in box. Yeah, yeah. Well, isn't it just like those other tacos? But kind small of, like? but the They're other just, ones are well,
1: greasier. Yeah, and they hold more meat. Whatever the paste, yeah, the meat substances, <laughs> <laughs> the meat substances. It's a meat paste. <laughs> it's not bad. Uh, it's a meat paste for yeah. sure, and I, they have the best taco sauce. So,
0: no, they, they a really good taco sauce, but it's nothing like that. I'm telling you right now. I have the I. I took some people from work, mm-hmm. and they'd never had it before. Now. In love with it, hmm. they can't. They're like, nope. We can only go to one place. There. Do you it want is.
1: to plug what this place is, or just leave them hanging? You know the name of it? It's in Pasadena, never
0: Texas. Uh, in, in number, the name of the place is El Ranchito. Tom uh, Jan sent you. No, you can tell them whatever you want. They don't know me. <laughs> they know I eat there. They they they, they see that. But uh, it's delicious. I mean, it's hey the number thirty-seven. Just saying. Change your life. The number thirty-seven. Is that yeah. you said.
1: Yeah, that's what it is. Number thirty-seven. Okay, you know, it's good when they got that many different options on
0: the menu. Oh, that's right? like that's like second page. There's other pages. I'm sure. I'm sure. So of the number four hundred and thirty-three. Right. They're like, <laughs> no, and you know what? Here's the deal. They're so quick. Uh, food's out hot, ready. I mean, and it tastes it tastes fire. Hmm. And it's and it's not a hole in the wall place because people know about it, but I think that. A lot of people pass it up sometimes, and they're like, "No, I don't want to eat there. It looks, you know, maybe maybe a little too more authentic." And it is—it's authentic Mexican food, or whatever Mm. else. Not Tex-Mex. So it's like uh, this is Mexican food, and it is delightful. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Hey, uh, James, you want to go ahead and start us off, and we can get right into um, the grabbing a brisket uh, show, the
1: program that we're gonna do.
3: uh, Let's do it. Yeah. You want to count me in? I need like about four bars or so. Yeah, five, four, Or however three. that music stuff works. There you and go. And this is grabbing the brisket. No. We didn't do the two in the one. You're not
1: supposed you to did say air. it out loud. You just do it with that one with your fingers. You can't
3: work with these amateurs. Yeah. Uh, no, hey, grabbing the brisket, guys. Hey, thanks for tuning into to the podcast. We definitely do appreciate it. Appreciate you. Appreciate Being you. Um, I, I mean, I know we have a lot
0: of stuff we can get into and whatever else. And like I said, we were just... Talking about a little bit of the uh, great hole in the wall Mexican places that, that we all have, right? We all drive drive through Texas and we find the hole in the walls. Uh, El Ranchito was mine. Uh, but the question is do y'all have a hole in the wall place you want to share?
1: Uh, Taco Bell? Yeah,
0: I, I, I don't really well have you're one. You're out. You're <laughs> out, John. Okay, yeah. I'm out. You're 15 minutes. It's like a penalty right now. You're in a penalty box, bro.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't really have one. Okay. No? No. I mean, I'm not really. I mean, I love Mexican food, but I just don't. I don't enjoy Mexican food like you guys. And other than that, then going to other hole in the walls, maybe like burger joints, hole in the wall burger joints. I mean,
0: you have a hole in the wall place you go to. I I don't care if it's Mexican or not. No, James is a plant safe guy, I think. Hmm. Do you have a hole in the wall place that you're like, this is the place? This is where if you want the best one of these, this is where you come and get it at? No, no. Damn, y'all got to live a little bit, guys. Y'all got to get out of here a little bit. I I mean, mean,
3: well, other than Mexican food, take (laughs) that away. Do you have a hole in the wall? For anything,
0: uh, I see, don't know. I, the there, there's a place. There's a burger place in League City. Uh, it's or not League City. Maybe it's uh, Webster area. Doesn't matter. No uh, one knows where you're stomps. talking about. <laughs> <laughs> stomps. Stomps. Uh, they got some legit. Is it Stomp Burger? Is that there? It's not called Stomp. Stomp Burger's in Clear Lake. But it's somebody off of them or off of whatever the original Tookies. Uh, dude, yeah. they got some good
3: fucking. Let's we'll just over there. leave it up to the people listening. Uh, let's leave it up to the the fans hey if you have a hole in wall uh reach out to us uh via our multiple uh multitudes of social media outlets that we have let us know what your favorite um hole in wall is and if they got like a social media you know add us uh with yeah. it so we'd love to check it out
1: absolutely or you can reach us through our website grab the brisket.com there's a little spot there where you can just type in whatever you want it comes right to us mm,
0: that's cool yeah who thought of that I don't know Man, technology' the, in the, <laughs> <these> <laughs> the <laughs> internet, I guess yeah, I do yeah uh Matt before we clear this off do you have do you have a place you want to share?
2: a hole in the wall yeah I don't know if it counts do you know do you know about fusion rap and roll no it's over by colon i I mean I'd call it like a little hole in the wall, but it's like um it's really
0: weird <laughs> okay it's
2: got like Asian and Mexican and American all like cuisine, so oh, you, it's you, like you a get, golden get, corral. <laughs> yeah, it's a sizzle. Okay. But you get like, you know, they get it like in one of those Japanese bento boxes. Oh, yeah. But then it's got like French fries, yeah. egg rolls, okay. and then like Damn, I'm a huge ass <sighs> burrito with like egg and pork and rice in it and everything. And it it was like eight bucks for that whole bento box. And the burrito is like huge enough to be like two meals.
1: This sounds, yeah. They're so doing the right th- thing. They're just, <laughs> just going to serve the good <laughs> shit from yeah. each kind of food. Right.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, now talking about that maybe me want to go back there and get something. I know. Right. Yeah,
1: me too. James, you had an idea for a, a a reality show you were talking about.
3: No, I mean, yeah, I had an intro planned, uh, and it was I think it was going to be like Emmy award winning. Yeah. Uh, well, sure.
0: Oh, so uh, here's okay. This is what we're going to do. Okay, we're going to fade. We're going to fade in to our grabbing the brisket intro produced. And written by James Moore. That's going to come to you in the next four seconds. That's pressure right there. It is pressure. Uh, No,
3: I I would just, I was, you know, reality series are like huge right now. Like, And and everybody has their own reality series and everybody's coming up with their own ideas. And uh, I just had a couple kind of just spitballing off the top of my head, like maybe if there's a network executive or some type of producer with the food network or maybe possibly the travel channel or maybe MTV or whoever's producing these uh, Mm -hmm. um, types of uh, entertainment. Uh, But I I did have one idea. One of them was, okay, so hear me out. You're rolling around in the grocery store. You you pick up a brisket, you turn the brisket. I don't know if it's upside down or maybe just fat, fat cap up. Like right point up yeah this is are we going with like an upside down pineapple theme here yeah is that what this is yeah and it's a kind of a uh it signifies that you want to swap grills with somebody girls grills oh grills grills <laughs> oh okay. i thought yeah. he said grills. Like oh, uh, can you imagine guys that are
0: sitting there it's like is that, uh, is that the point I see? Right. <laughs> have
1: you seen that guy's
0: grill? <laughs> hey, is that, you have a point? You like yeah. to swap for a little yeah. bit? Look at that. Hey, what are you yep.
1: cooking on? Never mind. Let me turn
3: my brisket back That's over. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it's kinda, yeah. Check out the fat cap like, on that guy. <laughs> do, you, do you get to see the grill first? You have to.
0: You you I, don't pictures? I don't know.
3: You can't just go just blind. Well, there's yeah,
0: there are parties like that. Maybe
3: you don't do that at the grocery
1: store, maybe you do that they, at a cook-off they or got, something. Oh, they got them, turn yeah, I don't, the brisket I don't know right. what you guys are talking they about. They got here.
0: them key parties. <laughs> yeah, you just you drop your key and go to the room. Whoever comes back and gets that key goes
3: yeah. to the
1: same, you know what I mean? I know, but we go to different parties. You, like, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. You've been to one it's of like those? Everybody, nope. everybody
3: brings their tongs and just like throws their tongs into it, one just big giant like right. box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah. we'll move along. <laughs> okay. hey, yeah. So that was a couple next. of them. What was your other yeah, one? You next had? one was, uh, so what about an MTV Pimp My Grills? Pimp My Grills? Yeah. I mean, you remember the whole yeah, MTV. Was, yeah, like, yeah, dude, like that's like, like a, that's
0: got like such a bad rap right now. Like In that whole like docuseries oh, wait, that came it? out about... How bad they treated those cars, how and, like they were shit. The cars never could really do what they wanted right, to they do. Right, they wouldn't run
1: afterwards. And, yeah,
0: right, right, right. By the way, we swapped out your 20-gallon gas <laughs> tank for... For one, it's three gallons. Anybody was, our smoker, but that right was to it. make room for the fish tank, yeah. <laughs> right? <You laughs> or the I mean? like
3: five gallon nacho uh, cheese dispenser yeah. that yes. is non refillable and right. it just it's just gonna sit there and. And mold. it's
0: engine hot the whole time. Like it scalded people. I will tell you this: <laughs> it was yeah third degree burns. Yeah. It's not.
3: I was more along the lines. It's like instead of an exhibit, maybe we just get Guy Fieri, eh, and he just rolls it's, around yeah, to – He's got
1: the same uh, – yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, but, but yeah, but he has that crisp, but he's saying he just rolls around and just updates your grill with a with a. a – It's got a plasma right. torch, and, uh, uh, right? So,
3: oh, now it's got a flat top. Right. <laughs> there it is. Flavortown.
0: And he's like <laughs> – And like it sparkles. Ding. I don't know. I just think kind of like – Hey, this is why it's spitballing round table discussion. Like, okay, hey, what about this? Yeah. Okay. It's like naked and afraid meets barbecue. Oh, so God. you're
3: living, you're living <laughs> on
0: this, on this island, <laughs> no. right? You're you're barely clothed. You're, you're and, and here's the deal: you got to cut down. You, you got to find your own wood. We have wood there; it's already seasoned. Whatever, right? They got to find it, <laughs> right? But here's the deal: while they're doing all these crazy <laughs> obstacles, they have to be going back over there and still cooking. You know, this brisket. Everybody's getting burnt. Yeah, I love that. I love that idea. Oh my god. Do we right? start
1: drinking too early before this one what is happening right now? This <laughs> I've is been off drinking the rails. I've been
0: drinking these these uh baby these, beers. These Miller Lights, these 7 yeah. ounces, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Like hey, little, little ponies. they look like a little pony beer. Listen, uh we'll we'll, put, we'll post a picture. And Miller Light came out with this um 7 ounce um, Hold that thing up. I'm going to take a picture various.
1: of Jan right now, and if you head over to our social media, you'll see this thing. Yep. This is absolutely ridiculous. That can It's making your hand look huge. I get hey, it. My I hand have, is yeah. huge. Oh, okay. I got
0: big hands like yeah. this. Oh, okay. it's like Andre to the Giant. Yep. Yep. Make right. sure
2: you do hashtag chode
0: whenever you post that. Right? yeah, I <laughs> know. Hashtag moron. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, I'm drinking these little seven-ounce beers, and they're delightful. I feel like I'm having a complete
3: beer. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, let's get into uh, the festivities over the past weekend. I mean, it was... We the had 4th of july fourth of we july. had the 4th real quick
1: and i had to say sorry yeah. we missed a week here uh I, we did have a couple of people reach out like where the hell was last week's episode yeah uh shout and, out to greg and, shout out to ryan yeah and there's a few people that were like what the hell guys slackers and it always comes back to john's a slacker but i was sick and multiple people in my family jan had some people sick and now actually alex has some family members sick we couldn't get together it just it didn't, wouldn't work james could not hold it down without us
3: so yeah uh <laughs> have been well, w- right i would i would have put out one episode and i like shit i guess i don't need a, I don't <laughs> guess they need me shit Right. i just right. like how
2: whenever we don't yeah. do an episode it's not like hey what happened where are you guys like where the hell's the episode like, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: never worry it's like yeah uh, but speaking of greg we did actually get a message from him a nice one um about fourth of july you want me to play that real quick
0: nice hey who's this from our buddy greg the one that did the binge listening oh for our call in list for our call list yeah oh nice okay
1: Hey, guys, this is Greg. Happy uh, Fourth of July, everybody, and uh, I forgot almost a couple of days. It's been a while. Hey, Jan, you're a bitch.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: Happy Fourth, Greg. That was beautiful.
0: Okay, I see what's happening here. This is not going to be a theme, guys. Uh,
2: We're going to have a whole intro for this
0: thing. Yeah. <laughs> there, there might be a T-shirt. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, Working on that. I Listen, I'm all about growth. And I, I want I want us to succeed like nobody else out there, right? Uh, and I got a great sense of humor. Hey, you just. Uh, if I didn't think you could take it, don't push nah, I'd, me. I'd still play it. Greg.
3: <laughs> don't push me. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's good, man. I love that. Hell yeah. uh, right, uh, Fourth of July, y'all guys uh, do a little grilling, a little chilling. We did. I
2: think I must have had like three or four tri tips just this weekend. Nice, <laughs> dude.
0: <laughs> Try tipped out uh, Yeah, we hung out, did a little grilling It was just a long weekend, right? I mean, uh, the Saturday, Sunday off Monday, holiday uh, Our company's actually closed yesterday So much of the time to recoup And uh, do some little re- Light repairs around the house I-, I had a great weekend It was just a fun weekend all around So, yeah. what about you guys? Anything yeah. special? Jump off the uh, the old plate there for you, James?
3: Uh, I mean, I cooked a brisket I had a uh, um, shout-out to Laura's cousin, Jared. Uh, he brought his family down to visit with us for the 4th of July. Um, we went over to um, Laura's brother's Bennett's. house. Bennett's. Bennett's house. Uh, spent the uh, um, day there um, chilling in the pool. Uh, yep. I broke in his new Weber. Like He hadn't even had a chance to cook on it. So nice. I don't know. Yeah. Was he he wasn't even home either. He wasn't even home. He was in uh, Mexico, shoot, Mexico somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. His he's, best life. he's probably listening now, or he'll listen to whatever yeah. he told Laura. It's like uh, he's going to binge listen, flying up there, and uh, whatever time he gets off or whatever, he's like, I'm going to listen to some of the episodes. Nice. Uh, tell James. So, well, uh, shout out to Bennett.
0: I bet Bennett had a great time in Mexico.
3: Yeah, he said it was just all work. Yeah yep mm. that's, that's what they good. always say yep. they always all
0: say. Work i would say that
2: too if i was expensing my trip yeah right. all work and no
0: play <laughs> uh and where was it playa yeah it's hard to you know get any fun in
3: playa right, <laughs> right. No. Ah, sounds brutal crazy uh cooked another brisket uh jared uh, when he came down is one of his little requests he's like man i got I, I listen to the podcast i, I hear you guys talking about it all the time i gotta try your brisket uh so pulled it out did not disappoint uh I thought it came out really, really good. Uh nice. uh he's got a a pretty large family. Uh and I guess he'd been talking talking the brisket up, whatever. It's like boom, as soon as it got out there, I was like, Everybody, kids, gather around. Like like Clark. <laughs> just Clark here it is, like just boom, just plates of brisket. Here, try the brisket, try it and, and I, honestly everybody went nuts over it. they just like left and right, just like shouted out. It's like fifteen pound brisket. I think there was a little bit of enough left over for him to take home. But yeah, all in all.
0: Awesome nice. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, I I got I got to meet I, I met him before I've seen him before. We were at the Frio together, but yeah. I met met his uh son of another, and uh, yeah, Jennifer. She's from uh she's from England. Yeah, the UK. Hi. Yeah, and when she when she said something at the first, I was like, okay, she's not from here. I don't know where she's from. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what she just said. That was a different language. She doesn't speak English. <laughs> yep. And then I was like, oh, maybe that is English. I had to think. She had to say, something, say She said something different or whatever. And I was like, oh, okay. Once you, once I could just dial it in. I was like, okay, I know what you're saying now, but I was you're not so expecting stupid. the. <laughs> I was expecting the accent, right? So I mean, I know I've got an accent, right? And I, you know, I get it. But um, yeah, well, yeah.
3: Cheers to America! Happy birthday, America! Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm,
0: yep.
2: Well, I went to my folks' place and uh, brought a tri-tip, sausage, boudin, that whole nine yards, and I think the tri-tip ended up being the best tri-tip I ever cooked. And I did it with a little mayo binder and then salt and pepper and the grabbing the brisket rub. Mm. And I don't know, it just cooked perfectly and everything. But I feel like when it was cooking, a lot of that seasoning kind of came off, even though I was like really light with that mayo binder. But thankfully I had like the uh, tin foil kind of capture all the juice and everything in there. So after I sliced it, I just kind of poured that back on top and I kind of put the seasoning back on it again. Making me so hungry. Yeah. It was pretty good. (laughs) I love that. And then.
1: We did one at your place. Yeah, we did a tri-tip at my place, too. You came over on the 4th, and kids played outside on the on the water slide and all that crap. and
2: For five hours straight. Yeah. I don't <laughs> know how
1: they did that. Played a little bocce ball. But, yeah, we did a tri-tip, too. Came out amazing. Jan was over this weekend, too. We did some wings that were pretty okay.
0: I liked the wings. Yeah. I thought the wings
1: were phenomenal. Flavor was great. I did not dry them very well before I seasoned them. So, I think they just wouldn't crisp up. You know what I mean? Like, they were wet, wet. mm mm-hmm a uh, huge fail on my part i mean they're little, all right. they still baking them.
0: powder next time
1: yeah i d- actually did i did some baking powder because i realized after yeah. i was like halfway through seasoning i was like "Shit, these are not going to crisp up but uh we also did some pig shots and that video should already be up if you're listening to this uh, and those came out fire i think those were really good they're
0: really good with that candied uh well you know what i'm not gonna say anymore you'll be able to see the video for yourself okay. but they i will say phenomenal.
1: we used some products from grill your ass off they sent us some stuff and they flavors were good they
0: were really good
2: yep. oh yeah what do we put on our tri-tip that we did at your place Yep, we did the heath riles and i yeah, think it was, was the right garlic right. butter mm-hmm. rub
1: yep it was that's right legit
2: yeah because that tri-tip that uh john brought that was a burgundy pre-marinated tri-tip i've never had one of those before so yeah, totally never. different flavor. it was more like kind of like a roast kind of flavor but still came
1: out great it was yeah it was really good uh and i know we got a uh a guest coming up here pretty quick uh chris Lilly, but Before we do that, should we slide into the the hot-off-the-grill barbecue news? Uh, we got a a little bit going on. So the Kansas City Barbecue Society CEO, Emily Detweiler, she's been in there for three years. She just uh, is stepping down, I guess, at the end of this month. So I guess that's some big news because it hadn't even really hit the paper yet, but uh, heard about that today. i got another little teaser for you, and this is not yet verified. not even sure I'm supposed to really say it. But uh, Dallas may or may not be on the verge of, like, a huge barbecue festival, much like the last one we talked about a couple weeks ago up in uh, Colorado. Yeah. Uh, can't really see anything else about it yet, but we'll keep you posted. Right. And if that happens, we'll probably try to make our way to that one because that's not that
0: far away. Nope. We're going to be selling stuff, just selling We're right seasonings and food. And and are we are we, we in podcasting?
1: I have no idea. I'm just, oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I really don't I have like, any other information so you on there to Put yet. us to work, or? but uh, yeah, a little teaser. Where did this I guess. come from? This is from Kel Phelps, uh, which is our sponsor of the segment, Barbecue News Magazine, and the MBBQA. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the last thing is there is a new barbecue show. There's actually a few of them, but the one I got the most information on is uh, called Barbecue USA. It's going to be on Food Network, and it is releasing July 11th, which may actually be the day this episode. Comes out so if you're listening to this and it's July 11th, this show comes out then, and uh, it looks to me it's hosted by Michael Simon. Let me read the little uh, the little clip that I saw about it. It's the most competitive game and food barbecue. Chef and ra- restaurateur Michael Simon heads to the biggest competitions uh, across America to showcase the talented pitmasters, the diehard devotees, and of course the most mouthwatering queue around. Uh, and to me, it looked like it's going to be kind of like the episode one of Pitmasters, which to me was. I mean, the season one, Yeah, that, to me, was the best
0: season of Pitmaster. So it looks cool. I'm excited for it. Yeah, I don't watch a lot of television. I don't watch a lot of food television yeah. either, but I will watch this. Yeah. When, is right. hmm? when is our
2: episode? When uh, is our episode? Around the end. Yeah, sure. Yeah, right around then. Tomorrow. Okay, yeah. okay so, good. Season yeah. three, episode <laughs> nine. <laughs>
1: yeah. Nine R. Right. Sixer.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And as uh, John alluded to earlier, uh, just go ahead and throw out another teaser here. We got Chris Lilly from Big Bob Gibson Barbecue coming up here. Uh, we're super stoked. We're excited to have this interview with this guy, Chris. Uh, he has won more barbecue championships than, I mean, anybody out there. I mean, mm. we're, we're talking the American Royale. We're talking the uh, the Memphis in May. Um, not, not to mention the, the Big Bob Gibson Barbecue Restaurant chain that's in alabama i mean it, the guy has forgot more about barbecue than probably a lot of us have ever learned so right. super excited to pick his brain and talk a little barbecue and and uh whatever else comes up heck yeah and his secrets secrets
1: what, what is in all? the damn white sauce that's
0: right we're <laughs> gonna get wait, i think he released a rep's recipe already well did he yeah
1: i know you can buy bottles of it but
3: i want to know like yeah
0: alabama white sauce yeah
3: yeah right. He's he's a originator in uh you know, we're, we're, we, we we're, may not even ask any barbecue questions whatsoever. Just like, hey, uh, mm, that's what, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what's your favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> good, good having
0: you on. Take care. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: uh, all right. Well, I'm gonna fire up the old um, laptop box, and we'll get him on here. Let's do it.
0: Hello, hello. Yeah, hey
4: guys. Hey, hey
0: there, you he are. Now, Chris, I know that uh, you're an avid listener to the "Grabbing Their Brisket" show. Since we talk nothing but barbecue twenty four seven, and we also talk a lot of current events and bull—I can say bullshit. That's fine. Yeah, it's our show. Uh, we can say it if we want. Uh, but i was going to say, feel free to grab a cold one, and uh, we do drink on this. This is a barbecue and beer podcast, though.
4: So. Ah, well, where do you think I learn all my skill? I listen to. <laughs> Grabbing the brisket, right,
3: right. <laughs> right, right, right. I love it. I'm already,
4: it. already beat you to it, but I, but uh, I'm actually drinking old fashioned right now.
3: Nice. Well, can I say first and foremost, hey, thank you for joining the Grabbing the Brisket uh, podcast, uh, and to all the listeners, uh, we welcome in Chris Lilly with uh, Big Bob Gets and Barbecue, and. I can go in a long list, and I have a long list of, I I got a sheet of paper in front of me that's all the accolades that uh, Chris and his team and his his family has stacked up over the years. It's amazing. Uh, So we're we're fortunate, and uh, we're thankful to uh, be able to sit here and talk a little shit with you and uh, uh, talk a little barbecue.
4: Love it, guys. Appreciate the invitation on the show. And, uh, yeah, fire those questions at me. (laughs)
3: <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> I love that. So, I, you know,
0: I, I will say this. I mean, I, and, and I knew this, right? Because w- we've we talked about this in the past and whatever else. But can I say inventor of the Alabama white sauce? Is that right?
4: That is not right.
0: Oh, it's not right.
4: Perfect. It is not right. Perfect.: <laughs> It is not right. Perfected it. So I started working for Big Bob Gibson Barbecue back in 91. It just so happens Big Bob was my wife's great-grandfather who started the restaurant in 1925. Okay. So you've got to give that accolade to Big Bob Gibson himself. His barbecue white sauce was one of his original sauces.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Nice. Okay. Why did he not? So I've got a sheet of paper in front of me, and I guess we got to start crossing out because James... Maybe
3: well, I I think if you read the paper, Jan, it <laughs> says <laughs> it says Big Bob Gibson, creator of Alabama White Sauce. So pull it together, Jan. I'm yeah. sorry, I just
0: oh, you actually read the whole thing. Okay, yeah, there we are. <laughs> I, I apologize. That. Yeah, so Chris, um, if you if you wouldn't mind, if you kind of take us back to the beginning of kind of you know how this whole roller coaster really started for you. I mean, we we, we all know that you're world champions, and, and you you've competed in some of the biggest competitions. Uh, around the world, and have won right. So you've been really successful in barbecue. It it really is your life, uh family life, right? Uh, but yeah, if you could, just kind of take us back to the very beginning.
4: Yeah, so we talked about it a, a touch. You know, it's my wife's great grandfather started the business. Uh, I graduated with a degree in marketing and finance. Uh, barbecue was definitely not on the radar. Although I did love to cook. uh You know, I still have great memories of my dad cooking on the charcoal grill in the backyard. But uh, <laughs> Uh, You know, barbecue was definitely not my thing um, until I met my wife. So I moved to Franklin, Tennessee out of college. Uh, Her father wanted her a little bit closer to home. It was less, it was more about her than it was about me. So he uh, invited us back to Decatur to uh, ask me if I wanted to learn the business, open up another restaurant and do barbecue. So uh, best move I ever made in my life was to say yes. Uh, That was in 91 learn the business from the back up. Uh, my favorite place still to this day is in the pit room at big Bob Gibson barbecue. Uh, that's where I learned to cook. Um, that's where I still enjoy most today. But, uh, I guess I, I started doing competitions in 97. We had a great story. You think about it, uh, you know, back then it was just decades and decades and generation after generation of, you know, barbecue knowledge, that was passed down. So, uh, Learned a lot. I felt Big Bob Gibson had the best barbecue in the country, and I. but I thought it was my job to sort of spread the word, and I uh, did that through competitions. I uh, was successful winning some competitions, winning some big competitions, and it gave me the platform to, to spread the word about Big Bob Gibson barbecue and uh, tell people what we're doing
1: down here in Decatur.
0: I love it. Yeah, I love amazing. it. I can, it's, it's hard
1: for me to even imagine, because when I think about uh, you, I think about, like, this is like the Mount Rushmore barbecue guys. Like, this guy is one of the big ones. And it's yeah. hard to think about, you know, in 1991, however old you were, you know, walking into this pit room for the first time. Like, what do I do now? Like, it was just crazy to think about that. that's
0: where I right. started, right? And, and Well, not, not even that, but if you think about, um, you know, learning the ground up for the restaurant business is – is way different than trying to learn, you know, competition. I mean, obviously, you learn how to cook and how to prepare and how to prep right. and, yeah, and all that through the, that. the restaurant. But the competition side is just a lot different. Uh, uh, flavor profiles, I think, uh, nowadays, especially uh, than you have in traditional barbecue. Uh, so that is a to me that is a huge leap um, to be really successful in in both both atmospheres. Right. I mean, and then right. I mean, let's I me mean, big Bob uh, Gibson, the, the, the restaurant itself, that, that originated in, uh, the the, the twenties,
3: 1925,
0: 1925. Okay. That's knew, it. Yeah. So I knew I saw, so I mean, that's, that is a, that's generations of just pit masters. Just like, like you touched on earlier, was just being handed down, uh, to you, which I cannot think of. I mean, to me, to be honest with you, I couldn't think of a better place. Like if you want to get into barbecue, maybe that's what you should do. Go and go and hustle and go, go learn, uh, maybe the ropes and in, and in, inside of a pit room or inside of a barbecue restaurant, uh, and and then move out of that and go into whatever you know. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just I'm spitballing here, but getting ideas. Yeah, I'm thinking <laughs> yes. like man. I, I mean, quit your job. There's no there's no better uh, trade than try, you know or, or type of work and learning. You know, learning a trade or learning you know by by actually out there performing and doing or whatever else. But um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, to make to make that jump into the competition side was that was was you all just kind of like let's test it let's test the waters because some restaurants don't want to test the waters they they they, they don't want to muddy up the the water when it comes to their competition barbecue versus what their restaurant does right they nobody wants to get a a, a tenth place or a 100th place in chicken when they're serving chicken every day out of their you know what I mean
4: no it's a great point without a doubt so. I did my first competition uh, not out of my desire to compete or anything like that. We had just got a, a portable barbecue rig and uh, we've got a lot of industry around Decatur and I wanted to appeal to that industry and let everybody know, hey, we can now do company picnics, we can cook on site, we can do huge parties. Uh, so I did a uh, contest in Huntsville really to just let people know that uh, that we had that capability. It was for advertisement, uh, basically, uh, and we lucked up and did pretty well. And it's it's a little addicting, uh, you doing mm. contests. You know, if you do well in one, sort of like playing golf. You know, you always, you know, remember that last best shot, and uh, you know you, you do pretty good, and it makes you want to play again. Uh, same way with competition, uh, we did decent, and our second competition, we qualified back then. If you won a contest, you got a automatic to cook the Memphis and May World Barbecue Championship. In our second contest, we uh, we we won that automatic to Memphis in May, which was just absolutely huge, to, uh, huge for somebody that as green as I was uh, to get that uh, invite to
0: Memphis. No, without a doubt, that's yeah, can't imagine.
4: I'll, I'll I'll also admit that you know without a doubt barbecue. Uh, Cooking in the restaurant is totally different than cooking in competition, but it really wasn't back then. Back then, it was competitions were still very pure. It was uh, you know the meat cook on the pit, you pull it off, you put it in a box, or you pull it off and feed the judges in front of you, depending on what contest. Um, and it was it was it was still barbecue in its purest form. You know, pull it off uh pull it put it in the box or cut it put it in the box and and let the judges taste Uh, you know now it's it's a little bit different and there's all kind of techniques and tricks you do you can do before you put put the meat on uh you know it's when it comes off the pit it's not finished that's just the start of barbecue competition now because you've got post rubs and post sauces and things and you can always manipulate to the last second before you put it in the box. And that's sort of, uh, you know, it's changed over the years. Uh, competition barbecue when I first started doing it to now. Um, I, th- I probably preferred it back then, but uh, I still do comp- competitions to the day, to the day. I love, uh, I love uh, traveling around and seeing my friends at the competitions, hanging out with them, cooking side by side. Uh, if we do, if we win, if we do a good job, fantastic. But if not, I'm, I still had a good time. Uh, uh,
0: let me ask you a question because you do talk about kind of like the early uh, days in barbecue, and and I'm, I I, I got into barbecue maybe right at ninety nine or so, 98, whenever My very first cook off uh, that that I'd ever uh, been in, and and I've seen it from there to now. Uh, but uh, the flavor profiles, I mean. You, you hit the nail on the head right there. It, there's so much more going into um, to trying to present, you know, seven slices of brisket uh, nowadays than there ever was in the past. And uh, I don't know, like, I, 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 I am a kind of a, I have a hard time, I guess I'm almost a purist a little bit, because I have a hard time conforming to the new the new stuff, right? And I... Like there's certain things I I still kind of have a hard time with. One is like saucing the brisket before, mm-hmm. uh, you know, while I don't, I don't I've never sauced a brisket historically, you know, at home or anything else. I just don't do it now. If you want to add barbecue sauce to it later, that's that's on you. But I I don't sauce the whole thing. But you know, that's a very common practice now in competition barbecue that they have a glaze, they have something that you know. And you're, but you are right, down to the very last minute, there's people that have a finishing. Dust that they're going to sprinkle, you know, onto the brisket and then close the box up and run, right? And you're like, it's so – I don't remember it being this this technical, I guess. And I'm not sure if it makes a big difference, to be honest with you. It's a,
4: you're right. You're right. It is. It is just sort of progressed through the years. You know, one team would start doing a little trick and the next uh, team would try to catch up with them or pass them and you'd hear, you know, somebody's doing this and winning and everybody gravitates toward that. Somebody's using this product. So it's, uh, it's a lot about chasing the guys in the lead. I guess one thing that, that I try not to do and never did was, was chase those guys. I tried to sort of, uh, find my own way, find my own groove and stay in that groove. Uh, and, um, yes, I know what you mean about being a barbecue purist and hate to do a lot of stuff that's done to, to meet today, but, uh. I, th- I do this i i have the same problems and uh i'm hesitant about doing some of the things that are out there that people are doing uh to their competition barbecue but yeah. you know gosh it's you know when it comes down to it it's you put it in front of the judge and the judges pick what they think's the best so uh you got to do what you think are going is going to appeal to the judges i'm not cooking for myself and I always have to remind myself that. I'm not cooking for myself. I'm cooking for the judges. And this is what I think the judges will like. Mm-hmm. I've made mistakes, too. Uh, I've learned pretty quick. Problem with me is I don't do enough contests to really um, to really get a running tally of whether the judges you know, really like it or did I just land on a bad table. So um, I play a guessing game with myself on uh, that because you know a lot of teams that cook you know 25 30 contests a year uh, you know you'd go through four contests and you do not place in chicken you know you got to change your chicken well, i cook one kcbs contest a year the american royal if i do bad in chicken well is it just a bad table or do i need to change my chicken so right. it's, it's guessing game on my part
2: yeah, and i think you're right about um people chasing the winners because i it seems to me now that a lot of people's barbecue just ends up kind of tasting very similar because everybody's trying to copy what everybody else is doing, and you kind of like lose that whole thing of everybody kind of having their own little flavor profile or techniques on it. So I I don't know if you've been experiencing that too. Well, I've
4: I've actually – the the years that I do not uh, cook Jack Daniels, and the only way I get in Jack Daniels now because I don't run the circuit is win the American Royal or win Memphis in May. Uh, and get an automatic to Jack Daniels. But uh, I've judged it, you know, the last several years, and it's very, very interesting how similar everything is. But really what stands out to me, if some, if somebody takes a different tangent and goes a little bit different path in their turn-in, uh, it really stands out among all of the others that mm-hmm. taste the same. So I, that's what I would encourage teams to find their own way. Uh, you don't have to do exactly what everybody else is doing, uh, it's not about catching up with them. It's about finding your own style.
2: That's interesting because what, the, the NBBQA? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Who were the judges we talked to there for, was it for KCBS? Mm-hmm. And they basically said the exact same thing. They were talking about how things are so similar, and sometimes all you have to do is have something just a little different just to break it up, and you, you're kind of getting, like, bonus points just for that.
0: I'm, I'm not, like, right now, Chris, or right now I'm just saying I feel like y'all – Y'all are in my head a little bit. I've been saying this for years. See, I, I'm the guy that's always on the on your shoulder. Like, like we're we're working. We, we, we have a tried and true method, but when it doesn't do so well for a few times, you start to second guess yourself. You start to tweaking. You start you start moving around and, uh, you know, obviously keep a book if you're making changes. Make sure that you're you're you're, you're putting those things down on paper to to to, to capture that moment, but. At the same time, uh, I we have, I have fallen victim to like saying, you know, scrap it. Let's just re- change the whole thing, <laughs> right? And then it's moments when I say that, when, when we hit second uh, brisket out of, you know, 161 teams, then I'm like, okay, maybe I should just relax a little bit, keep doing what you're supposed to be doing. But I have been saying this for years. It's okay to go against the grain a little bit. Um, uh, but I have, like I said, I have a hard time uh, actually – saucing I have a hard time saucing the brisket. I don't know, it just yeah. you keep saying it pains me to do that. I just and, and now people are now people are cooking just the flats only, right? They're, they're not cooking much of the point at all. You know, if if they do cut it, the mat gets a little bit of it or something, uh, at, at at the bottom side of it. But they're cooking the flat only and they're concentrating on this one portion of the meat versus cooking the whole packer together, right? Uh, which I think for historically a lot of people have done that. Uh, and shaped, shaped it all down to the same size and same, s- same ratio or whatever. But um, but I'm seeing a, l- a lot of drum smokers out there. I think drums are just so easy to smoke on, or easy to cook on. I'm seeing a lot of those. Uh, are not easy, just less maintaining, right? Once you get it going, get it started, and running, they just tend to run a little bit, right? Um, so are, are you seeing anything out there that's kind of caught in your eye? Like everybody is kind of um, doing it all or no?
4: no you you brought up several things there uh one is saucing your brisket uh you think about why people are saucing the brisket uh you know they're they're putting so much salty injection and salty dry rub and everything at the end they almost have to sauce it to counter all the salt content um mm-hmm. it, it's it's almost got to be sauced to be palatable um you know for the judges uh, so, yes, when I'm eating a brisket sandwich or if I'm cooking a brisket uh, for myself in my backyard, uh, the sauce doesn't go near it um, at all, um, you know, when I'm when I'm cooking brisket at all. You know, I'll serve sauce on the side for people who, who like it, but in competition, I'll always have a little sauce there just in case, uh, you know, again, for last-minute tweaks or anything like that, because uh, sometimes... Uh, you know your your jus your drippings are a little bit too salty, uh, and if you want to dip your flat back in it, you almost have to mix a little sauce in there to keep it uh, to tame the salt content down. So uh, I'm like you; I don't use a lot of sauce, but I have it there just in case. Even if you, I use it in a minute amount. Right. I probably inject a little bit less in my brisket, especially some of the um, some of the injections that are on the market out there uh, there's some out there that taste a little fake to me artificial uh, artificial is probably the, the right word like artificial beef flavor yep that i can pick out instantly and i've got to think that the judges can pick that out too so i'm a little bit uh less on the heavy heavy injection that a lot of people are doing out there but that's just my style i'm not going to knock anybody for it it's just my style uh it goes with my flavor profile um Drum smokers are great, so uh, I don't cook on a jump drum smoker, but I, I cook on a little uh, three-rack rotisserie Jedmaster. Uh, very similar in that the firebox is directly or the fire is directly below the meat. Uh, I think the advantage of the drums is you're actually rendering into the coals, and you're getting a sort of a charred moisture, sort of a backyard barbecue flavor, that sort of authentic char that you get. That you just can't get cooking totally indirect. Yep. And where a lot of the teams are really getting great flavor, uh, uh, you know, flavor scores is, you know, a judge will have that rib or have that chicken and almost get that sort of charred, uh, charcoal y backyard flavor that you're cooking directly over coals.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yes. And I
4: think that's one advantage. And like you said, they hold a mean temperature. I'm not a drum smoker, but I can see the advantage in using in using drums.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, we, there's different methods where, I mean, it, at one time, we, we were even pulling our brisket off. Uh, you know, it's already rested. It's already been whatever. But w- there was a certain point where we would take and sear, like get a grill going and sear uh, one side of it. You remember that? Trying to sear off, and then it, went, it goes so hot that some, <laughs> when nobody – uh, <laughs> it it the meat stuck and then we had to take a spatula it, <laughs> there were so many things we had to right. do to get oh this thing God. but when we did it we actually still we did pretty good at that one. we grand championed yeah that was an uh that was in al no yeah uh brazoria county we we reserve grand champion we we one of those yeah. There uh, we did well out there for sure. Yeah, and
1: I think you're right. It gives it that. It's just a familiar barbecue flavor that you get with that.
0: There was some, but after that one time, I was like, okay, nobody ever do that again because it was so volatile. Like you felt like you were going <laughs> to split a brisket in half by by, by by trying to get it up. You know, yeah. All, um, all
3: it takes is like 30 seconds. Leave that lid open for 30 seconds. And it'll melt a probe for sure, 100%. <laughs> right, right. So you, you know. Yeah, we've been yeah. there. You know. Yeah. Yeah, we all been there. I was going to ask you, I mean, in, uh, not to beat this subject to, uh, to death, but I was like, and maybe we've already seen that kind of crescendo a little bit with the amount of flavor that people are just putting into these meats. Uh, maybe we are seeing a little bit of a, Um, take back a little bit where you're like, okay, this is just too much. You're putting way too much. You're putting way too much injection. You're putting way too much seasonings. Uh, We're we're getting away from not the, I'm not trying to be that purist or that, that uh, I'm from Texas. I just do nothing but salt and pepper. Uh, (laughs) But you're getting away from just that, that traditional barbecue flavor uh cuz it, it is it is different like you go to some of these competitions and you you try it and you, we I try my own I'm like yeah. it's just just a little bit different like yeah. it's just uh like meat's
0: supposed to have a flavor besides right. whatever you're pumping into correct. it yeah. correct there's an actual flavor okay. everyone's so focused on the whole it's one bite
1: you got to put every amount of flavor you can into that one
0: bite right and you know what for 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 all its purposes it's so true it is yeah. only one bite but like I don't know. I'm just at a point now, I'm like, do you really have to put the finishing dust on there? Did the finishing dust really do anything? Did you really get a lucky table? Did you get a... We, we have a cicada problem right now, too, uh, Chris. I didn't want to lie to you. Uh, but uh, you probably hear it go off in the background. But um, but yeah, I mean, like I just... I don't know. Like When is enough enough kind of thing? Because back in the day, I remember my very first competition, I used five different seasonings, all very lightly. And... It was just a very simple, little rub. That was it. Five different. Most of them had no salt. A couple of them had salt, and it. That was it. And there was no like. I don't know. It seems barbecue is just like it's so like I. I feel like I'm, I'm going all over the place a little bit. Uh, once the barbecue shows happened. Like the what was it not Netflix? What what was the, yeah, the barbecue pitmaster? Yeah, barbecue pitmaster. Right. So the very once that kicked off, once it gained, because that type of it it shone such a big light on barbecue, and not to mention, I think it's drove the price up to where, <laughs> which is really <laughs> aggravating, right? Because I like liked getting meat at a at a reasonable price, and now I feel like we're paying an arm and leg for every single thing we're getting. Not this is not, this is pre COVID, by the way. I'm I'm talking about this is. I'm still talking about the prices then, right? Because I know that now things have, have skyrocketed because, you know, you've got um, just the price right. of everything's up, right? But still, I, I think that, sh- I, I sh- that shone a big light on barbecue. And and now we're, we're eating more tri-tip here in Texas than we ever have. You know, we're eating more pork here in <laughs> Texas than we probably ever have. I mean, everything's gone up. Everything's just, I don't know.
4: Yes, it has uh, you know at the restaurant I see that every day um, you're right and you know you talk about uh, different dry rubs and things like that and when you say the the post or the finishing dust and things like that uh, you know keep in mind that's the that's the third or fourth different dry rub that, that they're putting on the on the brisket
2: right uh, uh,
0: right after average of that done. goes yeah.
4: I think a lot of that goes back to uh, to chasing you hear one thing that's working you hear another thing that's working. And it's just, uh, well, I'll use a little of this, a little of this. You know, this will be my first rub. This will be my second rub. Just trying to find that secret combination to uh, to be consistent. And, you know, you can't fault people for that. But uh, I, I tend to keep things a little more simple when I'm doing even competitions. Uh, um, you know, I'll explore everything and I'll try just about anything, but uh, I tend to feel like i'm doing my best when i really uh do something a little less complicated
3: no definitely
0: yep definitely
3: yeah i i let me switch gears a little bit i always have like kind of an icebreaker question but i feel like we've already broke the ice a little bit it's shattered yeah, yeah. uh chris let me ask you a question uh first concert any notable thing that jumps out there or, or who'd you go see
4: First concert was actually uh, ZZ Top, if you can believe that, oh, back awesome. in uh, <laughs> probably in 82, maybe, 83, 82, 83, right in there.
1: Yeah, that okay. probably my first concert. That is a cool first concert for sure. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah,
4: it was fun. It was it was fun concert. Uh, but yeah, that's that's
3: first. How about you? Man, dude, my first concert. Ooh, that's a tough one. It, it would definitely have to be at the Houston Livestock oh. Show and Rodeo, uh, I think. No, were you volunteer? No, no. Uh, so we we visited uh, Branson, Missouri.
0: Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, a kid. So we got to see uh, that one, right? <laughs> uh, Mo Bandy. Uh
3: well, I think probably was the first uh, concert we ever went to. I could be wrong. No, you're probably right. Yeah, uh, I sh- but I sh- that was I- as a kid. Uh, grown up, adult. Uh, Man, John Michael Montgomery—I think it was one of the first ones I ever went to. Okay. Yeah. Huh. It's not as cool right. as Easy Top.
4: No, You—you no. you mentioned the Houston Livestock and Rodeo Show. You know, talk about a contest. I've cooked that one time. That's the toughest contest to get in. Is—is
0: in is, cook is that one? It, it, they don't play around. Yeah, it's like they have like a twenty-year waiting list right now. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. I actually had to go back then, and they only did it a couple of years. I had to go to Jamaica. I went to Jamaica to cook a contest that had an automatic to Houston and won that and got my automatic to
0: Houston.
3: Oh, wow. Yeah, oh, that's what we need to do. That's the way to do it. Right. They, they are, do they, are they yeah. still having that
0: competition? <laughs> right, right. right. They
4: aren't, but it was fantastic in that you went down there with just seasoning. They opened up the back of a truck and said, okay, everybody come out." They issued you um, – Two slabs of ribs. You could hold the ribs up and see light through them. <laughs> <laughs> they they issued you one pork butt. They called it a pork butt, but it was it was like part of the neck, part of the butt, and a couple rib bones. It was <laughs> an interesting. <laughs> oh. And two snapper and two chickens, and they gave you two fifty five gallon barrel cut in half <laughs> uh, to cook, and then they said go. <laughs> And did blind turn-ins with those four categories. Holy smoke! That is, sounds awesome. I know. Yeah. I guess everybody's has got to start
2: on the same like playing field. Oh, uh,
4: you know, that's what's yeah. that cool was great. That. It was. I so enjoyed that contest.
1: The crazy part to me is that you can't go to any competition to just be like, "Hey, I'm Chris. Oh, I want to cook here?" And they'd be like, "Okay," <laughs> like that's what I would think would happen. <laughs> right. Hey, not only that,
4: as I went to Houston uh, back then, when you went to Houston, you could only cook, cook one category, unless you had. Uh, you know, a a big enough, a big spot. You go to Houston, you cook, you pick between ribs and chicken and brisket, and you only cooked one. You didn't cook all three. I picked ribs. We won ribs, got reserve grand champion, and I did not get to go back the next year. <laughs>
0: oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, so now they, they've changed it up now. Now, you know, back in the day, you could win with ribs or win with chicken, you know, yes. whatever it is. Yes. But now... It's they actually have the competition, right? You have to cook all three. Uh, you're getting points like any other competition. Uh, so that, but that, as crazy as, as that sounds, they actually just changed that not too long ago, wasn't it? Yeah, like several years ago. Yeah, I mean, like it, to me, it wasn't. That's not too long. I mean, like yeah. considering we've been cooking that way for a long time
3: already. Yeah. It, Houston, if you had just if you had four spots, you then you can turn in category. four different meats if you wanted yes. to, or yeah. you can turn in yes, four that's of the same meats.
0: Yeah, but you have like places like Shell or, like you know, back in the day they had these big booths that they can afford. Right. The four spots. I mean, four spots at Houston. It's it's not cheap to to, to to party like that, and it's so intricate now. How long has it been since you have you come and just witnessed the whole thing, or, or uh, and not cooked at all, or, or no?
4: That was the first and only time I went, but I witnessed everything because we went. I hauled everything that I needed to cook in the back of a pickup truck. I did one ten by ten tent, uh one back uh the little Jet Master three rack rotisserie backyard pit and a plastic fence to keep people co- from cutting through. That's all I had. And so I spent the entire weekend uh collecting wristbands and uh IDs to get in all the parties. So uh yeah, I okay. spent some time in every party.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah
4: get into and had a blast it just had it was such a great event great contest I would love to go back and cook that one
1: yeah it's a party for sure so we've talked a lot about how much uh, you've won at all the different contests do you have a fail story uh, competition related or otherwise that you could share with our listeners
4: oh gosh yeah I mean of course (sighs) absolutely so the, the first contest I went to the one when we didn't know anything about cooking in competition or anything. It was the Memphis and May circuit, and there's three categories. There's whole hog, whole shoulder, and ribs. So we signed up for it, and that was the one we were just trying to get the word out. We had the cooker. And uh, my father-in-law says, look, Chris, it's, it's the same amount of money, and you, you can enter all three categories. You know, you don't, you know, you, it's not extra for every category. So he signed me up for all three. And uh, and <laughs> and we really didn't know what competition. Cook. Anyway, I did the entire contest myself, including cooking a whole hog. And uh, whole shoulders for the judges and ribs and everything. Did the presentation and everything. And uh, the hog uh, didn't quite make it. So, uh, you know, you go to, you go to, time to judge with a whole hog that is raw. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: right. <laughs> right.
4: And I say raw. There were parts of the hog that <laughs> that I could fill up a blind <laughs> box and serve to the judges, but uh, I sure couldn't bust it open.
0: Right. Oh, man. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that, you know, can you imagine having that at the judges and they know that it's, you know, I don't know if they know that you, that are not, or whatever else, but, you know, see how far, you know, First of all, that's a barbecue win because you actually turned everything in. I would have like, well, because we're not cooking a hog <laughs> and just moved on <laughs> down the line, right? <laughs> so uh, the fact that you got it done, uh, in my opinion, that's a barbecue win, uh, let's be honest.
4: Oh, gosh. It's like, you know, uh, the... The outside is uh, done pretty well, you know, seasoned up, good bark and everything. You just you just can't go too deep in the hog.
0: Oh yeah, it's like <laughs> one of those Brazilian steakhouses, right? right yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Just shave a little bit. No, no, we'll be back. Yeah, we're, no. we're gonna put it back on the fire. There it is. Yeah, yeah,
4: taste taste this taste this bark one more time. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Remember it. There. I love Ooh, it. It's awesome.
3: Yeah, uh, so I, I know we're running uh, a little bit late, but I got one last question for you, Chris. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, um, share a little bit of uh, knowledge, a little bit of wisdom. I know we got a new, a lot of new up-and-coming pitmasters slash competitors. Any, any advice for them uh, as far as what they need to look for or what they need to do to kind of elevate their game? And, and I'm not talking about rubs or processes but what well, I mean just any advice that you can share to these people would be greatly appreciated
4: you got it and I could go a lot of different ways here because I've got people that are interested in uh you know learning to be a pit master or working in restaurants I've got people who do competitions and people just want to get better in their backyard so uh, uh let's talk about several in your backyard you want to get the, the uh, cooker control, fire control uh, down. Learn how to cook barbecue before you learn all the ins and outs on injections and brines and dry rubs and sauces and things like that. Just cook a perfectly done piece of meat. Learn how to cook it first and maintain a steady temperature during your cook process. Don't worry if your temperature flex- fluctuates to 275 or down to 200 or 250. You Just pull it when it's done, okay? Learn how to pull it when it's done. A internal meat thermometer is great. Insta-read, uh, any kind of instant-read um, internal meat thermometer is, uh, is, is fantastic, and it tells you exactly when to pull your stuff. As far as uh, the restaurant business, there's so many great barbecue restaurants out there. Uh, if you're interested in that, uh, go up and get a job. Uh, find a pit master that you love, find a place you want to, that you absolutely love. And, uh, and, um, and you know, get in there, get a job, get busy. Uh, it's tough to find help nowadays. We're lucky to have a full crew at the restaurant, but a lot of people are looking for help and you can learn how to barbecue uh, pretty quick uh, in that situation. As far as competitions go, there's so much information out there. There's cooking schools, there's uh, cookbooks, there's all kinds of recipes online um it it was different back when i was uh you know when learning to barbecue you almost had to do a hands-on and things it was not a whole lot of information about barbecue out there uh for you but right now you can get educated quick and turn from a you know a backyard novice to a you know contest winner very very quickly i've seen teams that uh that do that so uh uh if you're going to cook competition i'd also say go to a judging school okay learn what the judges are looking for what they're taught uh that will give you the in on um how to present your plates and what the judges are taught to look for uh in doing competitions also go to competitions don't don't be bashful about asking teams for a sample after they uh turn things in uh one of my best stories is it was my second competition and i was uh Uh, cooking next to a gentleman named Pat Burke Um, he had a team called Power uh, Tower Rock before that uh, he was with Apple City Mike Mills and that crew that won Memphis several times and um, he beat me in pork shoulder and I came in second and he invited me over to just taste his pork and as soon as I tasted his pork I knew I would never beat him unless I totally revamped what I was doing and that one taste, I can honestly say, shifts sort of my tangent and where I needed to go. It gave me something to sort of strive for, and uh, it made the turn in my competition cooking. Uh, one taste, that's all it took. So uh, don't be bashful about asking people for a taste of their barbecue. I would say that nine teams out of ten, if they have it, they'll definitely let you try it.
0: I love it. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of great advice. Oh, I mean, that's great. That is so good. And you're right. You, you're right. First of all, if if you're into competition cooking, the the number one thing you love is when somebody, when you're sharing your barbecue with somebody and they're telling you, oh my God, this is so good, right? First of all, my ego is big enough. When I start hearing that kind of stuff, it's hard for me to walk through a front door. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, but, but you are right. People will share, right? Especially if you're into competition. And you know, I'm not saying they're going to give you the tips, every tip and trick they have out there, uh, but but they might share. I mean, ask a pit master or somebody, comp, you know, in these competition cooking, ask them what they're, you know, a secret here, a secret there. People start drinking a little bit. They start giving out uh, <laughs> li- li- little little nuggets. So. Uh, <clears throat> That's exactly.
4: Awesome. And, a, you know, a bottle of bourbon or a cold beer in hand will I'll, we'll open up a couple doors for you as well. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs>
1: That's the key to everything. <laughs> uh, well, it's been awesome talking with you, Chris. But uh, before we let you go, you want to maybe let the folks know where they can get a hold of you or at the restaurant or how they can reach out to you?
4: Absolutely. I'm on uh, most social media platforms at ChrisLillyBBQ. Uh, same throughout uh, Facebook, Internet, and Twitter. Uh, and we're Big Bob Gibson Barbecue, Decatur, Alabama. BigBobGibson.com. And, uh, yeah, come see me at the restaurant if you're in North Alabama. And um, I'm on the road a lot this year, so hopefully I might see you uh, where you are.
1: Thank you, yeah, man. It's awesome. Love, Love it, for man. sure. Well, thank you so much, sir. Oh, I enjoyed it,
4: guys. Thanks for the invite. Let's do it again soon. Yes, yes sir. sir. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, Take appreciate you, Chris. it, Chris. Good night. Take care. Bye.
3: Big Bob Gibson, man. Yeah, Chris Lilly. Yeah,
0: that's, that's pretty awesome. cool, isn't it? Yep. So, I mean, uh, I feel like he could have just done this all night. Oh, for you sure. I, mean? I, I could have done it all night, so too. knowledgeable. So, I mean, I would love just to just keep picking. I mean, hopefully we'll, we'll have him back on. Again. We'll just keep picking his yeah. brain. He's going to give us everything. And we barely got past Briscoe. I know it. Thinking mm-hmm. about all the other stuff <laughs> we've I had stuff, so many more about.
1: questions. <laughs> yeah. But so. Yeah.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. I just love that, John. <laughs> I think I've counted at least like five or six. That's awesomes tonight. Yeah, there is. Let <laughs> me throw
3: a new one in. Kiss my <laughs> ass, man. <laughs> How's that? How's that was it. Awesome, for you? That's awesome. It's fine. We'll just get it, uh, put it on the soundboard, John. Yes. Yeah, just to go, that's, awesome. that's <laughs> awesome. It's funny because I think Kiss I ass, I, I talked to
1: I talked to Matt, or not Matt James about this a couple of weeks ago and saying, I realized I say that's awesome a lot. Yeah. And I forgot what I said that you say, but there's something that you say. We
3: all have that catchphrase. Yeah, there's something. can't can't I'm not dwell it. It. Been, it. I've been trying not to say it. We but. can't dwell in <laughs> it. Uh,
0: listen, we do have to. We do have to keep moving here, guys. Uh, I hold on, time out. Uh, big shout out to Chris Lilly. Thank you so much for coming on with us, brother. We appreciate you. Big Bob
3: Kissing Barbecue. Yeah, uh, check them out. Go check out the uh, the sauces, the line of sauces that they have out there. They have the Alabama White Sauce that you can purchase, along with uh, two other different barbecue. There's one competition sauce and another barbecue sauce that really? you should go check out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go go check it out. I think it's Big Bob Gibson online or Big Bob Nice. So we'll put a link in the description. And there's a couple of cookbooks. Go check it out. Damn,
1: I'm definitely
3: getting right. a cookbook.
1: Well, with that, should we slide into the grabbing the brisket? Beer Review. Mm-hmm. All right, now don't be taken aback by this, but Jan actually brought a beer tonight. So he gets yep. to introduce what we're drinking.
0: It's not my first time bringing a beer. I don't know why we're <laughs> Well, <her> it's <laughs> been three years. It's <laughs> <We're laughs> <making laughs> the first <laughs> time in like two and, and a half years. Uh, but you're right. I did bring uh, the Galveston Bay Brewing uh, Seafoam. Uh, and it's just a picture of the of the beach, some sand, some water kind of coming up fixing the cascade over the sea foam written in sand. Uh, I don't know. The back of this, it's not a bad looking can. I I, I didn't mind it. I saw it kind of caught my eye a little bit. I was trying to think of something kind of refreshing, thinking about like, hey, it's hot outside. Give me a good tasting beer. On the back of this, uh, it said there's a perfect place for every beer and no brew sites better uh, with sand and sun than our sea foam cream ale. It's a cream ale. So, uh, this classic American style uh, has a unique flavor that is incredibly easy to drink. It's ideal companion when you're taking on some Gulf Coast waves or taking on a whole lot of nothing. So um, I could have done without reading that part, uh,
3: <laughs> but no,
0: it's it's a cool little can. Uh, it's local, uh, Galveston Island. Right? We're 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 out of Pearland, so give yeah. some props. Uh, five point. what me say this was five point two percent alcohol by volume.
1: Uh, I, I love the can. I think the can looks cool. It's got the green. And like you said, it looks like a beach. And it's all, you know, it says seafoam, like written in the sand with somebody's finger or whatnot. But right. I hate the name. Like, yeah, it's the kind name of weird. seafoam. It just sounds like it's going to be salty and gross. Yeah. Know? Like yeah. it doesn't sound I good. I like,
2: too, how uh, James poured his, and it looks like he just dipped his mug in Galveston.
1: It does <laughs> right. look. <Yeah>.
3: It does, <laughs> it's, it's, it's creamy <laughs> looking hey, for yeah. sure. Give me another seafoam, sea bass. <laughs> <Okay>. Right. Right. <laughs> Hey, it is what it is, guys. Yeah, that's are you, great.
2: I mean, is it supposed to have some a little bit of a salty taste to it, or is that just my mind playing tricks on me? And it's your mind. Is it? You're not getting that that's little right. bit of, I don't know. I just
3: well, you use seawater for this probably. <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't know. Reverse <laughs> osmosis. That's the, just the ghetto
0: boys going there. Uh, but, th- but their slogan for this one is the perfect beer for having another. Is hmm. that true? Is, are you all feeling that? I, it's smooth.
1: I kind of like it. It does have a. It's like you said. It's smooth. It has a certain brightness
0: to it. Does
1: that make any sense? No. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like it's a little. I don't know. It's has kind of. It's, it's there's a floral,
0: something. not floral. There's a. Um, it's got a little pop. It's got a little something a, bright. It's a citrus to it. yeah. note. Yeah, yeah a like tappani.
2: a little bit of lime. A Little bit. Very yeah. citrus. Yeah, it's yeah. subtle,
3: but it's good. But it but it it does break it up a little bit, right? It, mm-hmm. Maybe know? I'm just not a fan of um, cream it, ales. It can. We usually rate
1: cream ales pretty high, it is, but this is a different one. This is a cream ale that has, like you said, it has a little tropical vibe to it. Most cream yeah. ales are more vanillas or, or vanillas. some other yeah, some other Sometimes like they're that.
0: vanillas. Yeah, mostly they're vanillas. Though. Vanilla cream, yeah. orange cream. This is different, right? Yeah. This is like That's a lime nice. cream. Good. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, it's like a creamsicle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I, want, James, I want James to go first. Yeah. I want James to well, you go know go. what? James. He's literally frowning. Can we but, let James go last after drinks? Drinks up a little bit because <laughs> I feel like he's, he's just gotta, got a frown on his face. think he's grace. gonna? He's he's gonna? Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's just let, let you stew about this a little bit, James. <laughs> if you don't I'm mind, total, I'm not going to shit on this. Okay. If you don't mind, just stew on this for a second. Matt, you want to go?
2: Sure. I'll give it a six point four. Six point four.
0: That's not a bad score.
2: It's like you know, it's got a little you bit
0: of middle road but it's saying good
1: 6.4 means it's good
2: yeah it's, it's good I don't know if I like it says in the can that I'm gonna want another one right away after I have this but you know 6.4 I would I don't 100% have,
0: buy this again I would too this beer is very refreshing I like this beer it's refreshing I've, but it
2: has
1: like a nice creamy flavor to it it's I feel different
0: like, yes I feel like I was. you're expecting a harshness to happen mm-hmm. and the fact that it's so smooth you're like I'll have another drink of this this is really good it's a perfect beer for having another beer I didn't I didn't know. Where did you read did you read that <laughs> I just This came at Okay out. You should You okay. should ask them about that. I'm gonna go to coin that. 8.5 8.5 Whoa yeah. I like Eight this and a half. Oh my god I really like this beer Alright 8.5 let me, let me look at this beer real quick Let me look
2: I don't know There's just something That sits in the back of my tongue With this beer I don't know You're not getting that
0: Maybe it's not the beer Hmm mm, Maybe it's <laughs> tongue son
2: Uh <laughs>
1: mm,
0: Okay Let me think about that one <laughs>
3: Or maybe it's thrush
0: Yeah <laughs>
2: thrush
0: <laughs> okay that's a uh, hey matt's got so thrush weird. didn't want to say anything What's wrong with you uh okay i'm not gonna go you said eight and a half that's what i said i said eight and a half it's a seven four for me okay seven four this is a good beer i i love this beer i would buy this beer again uh it's very refreshing and on a hot day di- like a really hot this will like two o'clock in the afternoon james i'm drinking three of these things fast Fast, fast, fast.
1: Faster than the seven ounce uh, Miller yep. Lights. Yep. Okay. Those are
3: those are big beers. All right, James, what do you got? Mm. Uh, I'm going to be short and sweet. I'm going to go with a solid six I could
1: have
3: called that. I, I think it's good. I, I know. That. I Everybody knew he was going to give it yeah. a six. I think it, 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 it's a good. It's okay. I, I won't buy it again. Yeah. You didn't buy it the uh, first time. It's tasty. So. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'm pretty We're sure right. Greg and Ryan knew that he was going to say six. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So. Well, I guess uh, you won't up. have me buy it again. I, I, I won't have Jan buy it again. All right, hold All
2: on. Right. Service up there again, John?
0: Yeah. yeah, I'll do that one more time. I guess that wraps up
2: the Grabman
1: brisket beer, beer review.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, I have a uh, very short uh, barbecue really, really fail. Oh, really go quick. ahead. No, go ahead.
3: I was, I was going to ask. I saw a TikTok today, and I was going to ask you guys. Um, this this lady had bought this uh, one hundred and fifty dollar bottle of beer for her and her husband. And it was like, I can't remember the name of it. I'll, I'll, I think I favored it. So I'll, I'll pull it up. So i see if you guys wanted to go together and like maybe pull it and get one of these bottles here. It's like 33% alcohol. That's not beer. It, no, it's beer. It's like a hundred. Yeah, it's it's beer. Sounds awful. It's like do, something do that... Do you guys want to... How big is this bottle? Is it a no, keg?
0: I don't want to go in because like didn't Market no, House do like a 25% alcohol it probably a, comes B, B. in.
3: Mm-hmm. It's nothing, enough where we can all share. It's not something we all get each a beer. It comes <sighs> in one giant bottle. It's all gold.
1: It's a novelty. It sounds awful. I'm gonna be honest. It's, it's got to like, be some kind of a liquor. It's like hot Kit Kat barrel you know aged. I, mean? I think it's hot you, shit.
0: Like if no, you, thank you, s- you if you okay. see hot Kit Kat somewhere, you're like, I just gotta try. So why? Like, What's so good about this? Right? You say Kit Kat? Yeah. That's what this is. Oh. This is a novelty item. Yeah. Like nobody's gonna buy a hot Kit Kat. Just like nobody wants to buy a thirty yeah. something percent well,
3: it was hundred and twenty five dollar most expensive beer ever. I'd rather drink thirty beers
0: and get there <laughs> than buy the one beer to get you there. To get me there. You right. know what I mean?
3: Well, I don't know. The more we talk about it, the more I wanna try it. Was that uh. make make sense?
1: Yeah. Anywho, we were saying something right. about a, a fail of a different sort?
2: Yes, I have a short one here. Um, but this is from. I, and let me know if I'm pronouncing this right, Jaren from the Netherlands. It's G- Are you asking us if you're pronouncing it right? I'm asking Jaren to okay, correct yeah. me. Let us know, Jaren,
1: or it's
0: Yarin. Yeah. It could be. Could be. Or Jaron. Or it could be Jaron. Jaren.
2: What do you say? He said uh, his fail is when he wrapped his ribs in aluminum foil and put it too close to the firebox on the offset smoker. It was my first time, so a beginner mistake. And he's got a picture here. and Sizzling. It, his ribs looks like a piece of charcoal. They uh, sizzled. So he must have had this thing really damn right. close to that firebox.
3: Did he, he say next to the firebox or right. next to the sun? <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, we'll, I think we can put the picture on here to link to this thing. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, was, was
0: there any tinfoil around your ribs after you pulled it? Right. <laughs>
2: well, what's crazy is it was wrapped in tinfoil and got that black. So yeah. I don't know if he put sauce on it first and was right. burned up no. or a little sugary or whatever.
3: The the al- Aluminum just uh, like melted. It melted. Into. Yeah, it's I do like,
2: need to. I do need to call out Jaron here. I don't know if he meant to do this, but I saw in his picture. when he was taking a picture. His, his feet are showing, and it looks like he has some flaming crocs on so good, oh, good call good, good 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 shoes you got there buddy uh, he does oh, yeah. have flaming <laughs> crocs on yeah
0: that's awesome it's like almost like the flame that we have on our koozie right the black yes, koozie yes, right yes. whatever yeah. uh that is a barbecue fell that but is he, a he looks huge like, fell and it looks
2: mm-hmm. like he cooked quite a few of them so i would love to know how the ones that were on the other side of the smoker came out so let us know. It's just one of would, those yeah.
3: grading scales where it went from <laughs> yeah, like right. really like, awesome. <laughs> well yeah. done
2: to uh, oh. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's one of those posts with five pieces of bacon. How do you like your bacon? Right. right. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, I guess if you just
0: had a whole rack of ribs, like so if you uh, one side's really burnt and then like the middle is like <laughs> good and the end is like pink. Raw. Under, right? Yeah. Underdone. Yeah. All in one anyway. rank.
1: If you want to see the picture, uh, it's going to be on grabthebrisket.com.
2: It will already be up when you're listening to this. So go over there, check it out. And Jan, let him know what he won.
0: Sucklebusters, Sucklebusters. Everybody wants them.
1: Sucklebusters. Suckle okay,
2: that's a new one. All right. <laughs> yeah, Remix. <laughs> hey,
0: but look, uh, I know that that's actually a big fail, uh, and I've never actually cooked ribs that looked like that never <laughs> lies uh but uh you want to show a redemption send us a picture of your one of your redemption ribs uh Yaren. what was his name jerome jerome, jerome. jaron jaron yaron yaron uh, we're not sure okay uh,
1: yeah i know we're getting real long on time here but real quick before we go can i share a question from a listener yeah do and it and we'll
3: try to respond yeah, the best two said question. Can I just throw in really quick uh, anybody out there that wants to send us a voicemail uh, and wants to make it onto the show, please hit up the hotline. That's 434 829 2299. Exactly. That's 434 four. Jan's a bitch. No. Oh, <laughs> <fucking motherfucker. Okay. laughs> I checked. That was already taken when we were picking yeah. number, So <laughs>
1: whatever. Uh, you want to read that question we got?
2: Sure. Okay, this is from Ashton uh, at I Hate Being a Falcons Fan. <laughs> Wait,
1: damn, is, yeah. Great you got, handle.
0: You got Matty Ice for years, brother. I right. bet you are <laughs> hating to be a Falcon fan. Ever since Michael Vick got yeah. wrapped up in dogs. Yeah. 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 I'll right now, when Michael Vick was your guy, you were like, we're going. And you're like, ah, these damn dogs got a hold of Michael, right? And then Matty Ice came in and took you to the Super Bowl. He's, yes. Matty Ice and, is great. Yeah, he is. And he just... Yeah, they failed to didn't they fail to uh, Brady run the ball? Oh, I don't know. I didn't and know Brady they... came back and like didn't did, didn't they have Marshawn? Who, who did they have as a running back? Not Marshawn. No, it was a uh... uh, Seahawks. Failed. Uh, they failed with right. Marshawn. Right. What it, the case? Doesn't be? matter. Wait, it doesn't matter. Carry it, on. Yeah, I'm just saying.
2: Sorry, hard luck, man. Right. <laughs> Tune into our sports go Dallas. <laughs> All right, he says, I have a Pit Boss smoker and use the Pit Boss pellets. I've had it for over two years, but I'm never satisfied with the amount of smokiness my food has. It seems much fainter than a traditional smoker, which I understand it won't be the same. I just would like a heavier smoke flavor. Thanks.
0: What's this guy's name? Ashton. Ashton. Okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to go to the store, and you're going to get yourself a little bottle. It's called Miss Keat.
2: No, we're not doing liquid
1: smoke. <laughs> okay, no. You're going to
0: dump the liquid smoke don't all over I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Don't do that. I mean, that.
2: I'll say when, when I first cooked on a pelt smoker, I had the exact same problem. So, Ashton, I don't know how much experience you have or how much you've cooked on it yet. But when I first started going, uh, I didn't know that you had to – like my one didn't have a smoke setting, but you were supposed to set it to the lowest setting. And that's where it would produce more smoke. So, I would set it there and let it run for a while, like an hour, depending on what I'm cooking. And get that smoke flavor on there. Then crank it up to the temperature you really want to cook it at, and let it go. Right,
3: so, but it's not the, the higher the, temperature you go on that. It, it just the less smoke that it produces. Yeah, you just so getting burned. more heat. Yeah, yeah. And That's and it,
0: it. I'm not gonna lie. It's not. I, I'm not trying to hate on pellets at all. But sometimes I go outside and like we're cooking on some pellets, and there's like the foulest smoke odor in the world just bellowing out of it. I'm like, what is this? But all it is is just the. The smoke and like this juices sizzling I don't know what it is you would yeah. think it would smell good but there's something there right uh, but I will agree with you because you did this John you did on one of them you did the smoke setting or the lowest smoke setting on a, on a brisket and you did it like for hours like oh yeah six hours a
1: lot of times I'll do it overnight, overnight. like I'll run it at
0: like the lowest 200
1: setting. or 185 overnight and then wrap it when I wake up in the morning because it's pretty much ready to be wrapped at that point but really like you said, if you run it lower, that's when the, the, the pellets are basically like smoldering. So you're getting so much more smoke flavor. Yeah. And yeah, if you can give it at least an hour or two at that, and then if you need to bump it up, I like doing it overnight because you, 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 people say you can't get a smoke ring on it. But if you do it like that, you're going to get a smoke ring. And, and there's, honestly, there's no way. You're not getting the same smoke flavor you are on an offset. It's just it's
0: a different animal, right? Well, one is real real wood, and the other one is fake pellet wood, right?
2: And I, I don't have any experience with these pit boss pellets. So, you know, I don't, I don't know think those they smell pellet, like. I don't think they make like, a big difference. Yeah.
0: As it's far as not going to make a difference. Yeah. It's, and if it's you not. wanted
1: to, you could always just throw in one of them little pellet tubes, I guess. I know a lot of people do that and they like it. But honestly, I think what Matt said is right. If you just run it lower, you're going to be fine
0: yeah that's a great point the pellet tube will will actually work uh and it's going to billow out a lot more smoke so you can actually add that to your chamber it really just smolder it's that's all it's doing you're just adding a lot of smoke to the chamber and but you are right again john i hate saying that uh you can get a really authentic uh almost as if you cooked on a uh offset smoker on a pellet grill by doing that Mm -hmm. And, and, and it's it's notable you're like you know what there's sometimes you like you can't tell the difference. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's, That's what we're talking about. Well, so. I'll
3: throw in there just one suggestion. I mean, I don't know what uh, if he has any uh, if Ashton has any other like grills uh, that he has at his disposal. Maybe a Weber or maybe some other yeah. like offset or some mm-hmm. type of like charcoal grill. But you could go in there with some lump charcoal. I'm just hypothetically if you're doing a brisket or you're doing ribs, you could set up a a uh, offset type method where you had actual chunks of wood and just get some heat and smoke on that, maybe an hour, and then transfer it over to the pellet and let it finish off. Yeah,
1: for yeah. sure. yeah, For sure. And if the pit boss just ain't doing it for you, get yourself a uh, Oklahoma Joe's Rider Deluxe because those things are bad. The
3: 900 series. And <laughs> for <laughs> the love of God, please stay away from the liquid smoke. Yeah, yes. Don't do it. Right, right. I'm but sorry, guys.
2: You know, speaking of pellet smokers and in honor of Independence Day just passed, I saw an article or something today, and it was somebody who was taking black Cat firecrackers and throwing it in the pellet box. Their buddy and they're like, "This will give them the real Independence Day surprise next time they start smoking something." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> my god.
3: <laughs> uh, send me that. Yeah. yeah. Somebody's buying somebody else a new uh, <laughs> Rider Deluxe series. That's so fucked hey, up. Speaking
0: of that, really quick, I, I know that the Rider is in, and you've been using a little bit. But that sear method on the Rider Deluxe—it's badass. How easy is it? It's you just—you flip pull it, a little handle, and you already have flames shooting up.
1: Yeah, it, I'm not kidding. That thing was reading over 700 degrees.
0: This, this is this is a game changer in uh, the barbecue world for this Oklahoma Joe Rider Deluxe. And you've cooked on it, and I, I know other people have cooked on it, and they're like, hands down, what am I? Do? I need to go buy one of these, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but that sear method. That is a game changer for steaks, for anything else you're trying to get to a high temperature. Yeah, uh, I
1: did the wings. I did because I, did, you know, low and slow, and then I like I kind of charm at the end. Yep, it worked phenomenal. Really, phenomenal.
0: See, a, only and, and and I think I think Traeger has a sear method now. No, they don't. Nope. They have Traeger, the. Uh, what are you doing? They have
1: like an induction thingy on the side burner or whatever. Okay. But they don't not. They don't have anything like that now. Yeah, they
0: can't sear. I'm telling you right now that it's a game changer for people that are trying to use these these pellet grills and and to get full because you 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 can do smash burgers now. Mm-hmm. You can do a whole lot of different things in, on this grill, and you're cooking at such a higher temperature. When you're trying to do that, that this this girl can do this off the same pellet yeah. by moving one little lever. Yeah, if you're
1: not tuned into our our TikToks or, or
3: Instagrams, we've got some videos coming of all those things he's saying. Yeah. So and a quick shout out. I know you already mentioned once, but let the people know where they can get a hold of us. Grabthebrisket.com. dot
1: com, info at grabthebrisket and. Yeah, that's it. On any of our social medias, you can reach it all through our website, Uh Before we get out of here real just quick, can cool. I just say happy anniversary to my wife? 20 years just passed. Happy anniversary. Mm. So kind of a big deal. Mm. She's put up with me for a long time. Love you, babe. Love hey. you.
0: Mm. Love you, Jenny. You wish
2: she listened. If she doesn't. You're right. You're <laughs> absolutely right.
1: But I'm going to tell her I did it anyway because yeah. okay. Points here.
3: You've yeah. had to put up with her for a long time, too, so... It's a 50-50. Hey, what is he I'm saying? It's a 50, 50, 50 how, highway, right? I
0: don't care how hot she is. There's somebody out there tired of
3: putting up with her shit. <laughs> yeah, go check out chicks that smoke uh, spicy rub. There it is. It's almost like that mash theme just starts rolling in. We need to roll out themes. Dun,
0: dun, dun, hey, guys, dun, this is grabbing
3: the Brisket. Dun, it's dun, been dun, great talking barbecue you guys. Dun, Peace. <laughs> Later, guys. Thanks, everybody. Dun, dun, We've been dun, great. Dun, dun. Yeah. Dang it, Bobby. Just grab the brisket. We'd like to give a special thanks to Suckle Buster's Barbecue Rubs and Sauces, Bonner's Fiesta Spices, Coolie Nation Custom Koozies, Cambro Manufacturing, Yeti Coolers, The Smoke Sheet Barbecue Newsletter, and Dowl Strong Knives. We definitely appreciate your support.